Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Something. Get you some facts right here. Get you some facts. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. I am your host, Corey O'Flanagan, and I hope you like music, because that's what we're bringing you today. This podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, so if you really love music, go check that out, because it's all music. And if you're listening and you like us, tell a friend, subscribe, leave a review, all that jazz, or just come bug me on social media and tell me how crappy of a job I'm doing. So sometimes I get pitched to do an interview with people that I would probably likely never hear if not for this show, and it's truly what I love. Today's guest probably falls into that category. Her name is Maude Latour, and she's a pop artist who lives in New York City and has been steadily growing as a songwriter and artist. Her fun pop tunes are filled with an autobiographical depth that is just stellar for a 20-year-old. Besides chasing her dreams as a singer and performer, Maude tells us a bit about her unique global upbringing, and she teaches us how to balance a music career whilst also studying at Columbia University. She is quite the young lady, so please enjoy Maude Latour. But you have a little bit of a unique upbringing, so let's talk about that a little bit. You've lived everywhere from Sweden to London to Hong Kong, and now you landed in New York City. And I guess looking back, does it seem like growing up like that, was that something that was normal to you? Or do you know that it was a different way than for most? <laughs> um, it, I, I totally love growing up like that and I hope to give if I have kids I hope to give them a similar experience I super I I, I think it's a healthy thing to do to move around and um yeah I really loved it I'd love exposure to, to just all these different cultures and things I just can't imagine at that age mm-hmm. yeah for sure I mean Hong Kong definitely what was a home and uh, it's such 
a cool community. It's such a, an, a, a beautiful city. I mean, now things are definitely difficult, but um, in Hong Kong, but yeah, it's it's such a cool city, and I'm so glad that I got to call it home, and it still feels like home for sure. Yeah, I got to go there a few years ago, and it's it's just this own unique thing is Hong Kong. It was a uh, it was a little. I mean, I love I just love going around and trying all sorts of different foods, and there is the language barrier in a place like that makes it so that I have no idea what I'm eating. Yeah, right, right, right. It's such good food. Oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. It really is. So I'm curious how you think that um sort of childhood has affected you musically. Hmm. Yeah, I get that question a lot. I I I I think it just made me join I knew my passions. I knew I liked music at when I was a kid and um, so, but I think it just was that extra push every time we moved that I would like join the choir, join and be, find the music people and um, they became my friends. It was just my automatic home kind of in every, in every place. And so I think it just solidified that, that that was an interest of mine, but maybe, I mean, I think I am not a person with a lot of fears. I'm sure it helped me get the courage to share music and not be afraid of being on stage or being vulnerable or yeah. and things like that. So definitely made me an overshare. Like I'm sure it has helped the philosophy of the music, which I feel like is this talk like walls down no small talk like showing your true essence of your person and like being liberated like that so i i do think so yeah i guess it has influenced it. there is something to that right because i think a lot of people when they're writing lyrics or they're performing lyrics they're reserved because they mm -hmm. don't want to fully expose themselves right. and one of the first things that i think anyone that would listen to one of your songs would notice is like this is just raw it's not reserved for sure. <laughs> exactly. And I think that that's huge, especially at, um, at your age, just having, I think that that's just a sign of emotional maturity. So that's, I think it's just fantastic that you're already there. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to kind of see this, where you go as a songwriter. I'm because you already have so much going on in terms of using, visualizations and like bringing people's senses into like the things that you're describing and whatnot and so it's very i'm i'm, I'm excited to see that adventure and i'm really wow. excited that through this i got to like get introduced to music like yours because i don't think otherwise i would ever discover it right um oh when did you start to learn and play your own music like instruments and whatnot uh-huh yeah i mean i grew up playing violin that was my first experience oh, interesting. To music. yeah my mother made me play she also plays violin um and so, and I did this, uh, this type of violin learning called Suzuki and it's a, Suzuki is like a famous Japanese violin teacher. Um, and it was really ear training heavy. Like it was more, it didn't really encourage you to like learn to read music, which now I'm like, oh shoot. I mean, I can <laughs> read music, but like, I wish I did it better, but, um, but it was so emphasized on, um, on ear training, on hearing a song and, yeah. and list and being able to play it and like learning music just by listening to it over and over. Um, and so I think that totally shaped my, um, ear for music, my like 
uh, like the hearing inter not even just intervals and like theory and stuff but i um just like made me z zoom in on on that sense for me and um yeah super influential for sure so yeah. i guess that's not the question you asked yeah violin i played violin till for 10 years but a few years into it i started begging we i'd go to this music school and then i i would walk past the people taking singing lessons and i was like i want to be there I hate oh, really? violin. yeah um and so and then i i started i performed at the talent show in like second grade and so that was kind of where i started and then i was in choirs for a okay. long time for and that was my favorite thing church choirs and when i moved to hong kong the traveling choir throughout asia and that was so fun met new people through music all the time um and then i moved back to new york for high school and um i was in an acapella group best friend all oh, my best really? friends all we would do yeah it was very much like pitch perfect vibes all we would do was um harmonize on the weekends make covers every weekend like that was our we would sing on the subways and busk and put out like a cup and um yeah my whole friend group was musical and that's just all we did for sure that also didn't answer your question yeah so basically I, i'd say in 10th grade i i'm self-taught on guitar and piano and that's when i started writing songs I, and that's I, where you use those two instruments to write most of the songs yeah. Okay. No violin. Haven't done yet. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a really interesting uh -huh. way to go, but maybe you can accompany yourself someday. Right. Could it be interesting? Yeah. yeah. I'll think about it. So I'm, I'm wondering now I want to kind of dive into the lyrical side of things. Cause we are a, 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 a podcast about songs. And so there's a lyric in your song, Starsick. Mm-hmm that I want to ask you about. And you say, I get a little starsick when I talk about love because I don't know a thing about love. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying before, because first of all, this is just great self-awareness and courage to admit. But I'm wondering what was going on to make you realize at the time that you didn't know much about love. Uh -huh. That changed, Mon. <laughs> interesting. Has it changed? Ooh, actually, my now ex-boyfriend used to cite that line all the time. <laughs> Every time we'd get in a fight, he'd be like, but you don't know a thing about love, huh? Um, <laughs> so it's funny you bring that up. Yeah, I, Starsick, I, that was like the first song that kind of kicked off this new era of music, of all the music it was the first of all the songs that I have out right now that I wrote and that I finally made that song and the production was just so, I felt like I had finally unlocked the sound that I was looking for and it so set me on a path. Um, that line, I mean, okay, so let's see. Starsick is a word that I made up while I was at Joshua Tree um, and 
I was sitting lying on the roof of a car with my friend and we were like staring at the sky with like infinite stars and I was love like, it. It's called Starsick. That's that's what I'm looking for. Cool. <laughs> and and I feel like that word for me means like just being drunk on the like vastness of the universe a drunk on black holes and the sm- your smallness in the world yeah. and, like that feeling and um and it's a perfect word to me for that and so i guess i guess that uh you got a little uh, yeah so that line <laughs> you can that, bring the acapella anytime you want into this <laughs> good good yeah the so the song is written for my best friend's birthday um that's why I go happy birthday in the second verse. Um, and I guess she and I are like very close. And I am, it's, I think that line is kind of about that. It's like, it's confusing love and friendship. And, and like, what do you do if you feel like you can marry your best friend? Like every person I've dated, like why, I don't know. I it, why not just choose your best friend if that's the person you keep coming back to? And so I think it is about being confused about love in that regard. Like I, yeah, I I'm still like, wait, am I in love with her? I don't know. Like yeah. it's complicated. It's weird. Yeah. Well, it's funny to take the definition that you have for your word starsick mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with love, unless you were just absolutely falling in love with the smallness that we all become mm-hmm. when we think about things like the universe and then you turn like i'm thinking about the stars and the sky and the galaxy and then turn that into a love song but i think it works it works really well so good for you how would you describe your sound mod i think a defining thing about it is the acapella the harmony vocal stacks on everything like it's a beach boys queen influence um and also like just my acapella group influence like discovering harmony was the first thing that like made my i know made my hair stand up on my arms like i um so i definitely try to make i want to have a choir in every song and i feel mo i feel like i'm also moving towards that place of just of knowing that acapella vocal harmony stacks is like the signature sound to me. Do you um, like to be the composer of that? Do you have that ability? And do you like to try and put those together? Like, I'm going to go C, you're going to go F, and we're going to meet here. For sure. That's definitely that. Yeah, I would say that's, that's a, my, that's my skill set for sure. That's, really? I, I, I always just make like choir parts. I did that through all of quarantine, made tons of choirs i love doing that that's arranging vocals like that it's like my favorite thing that's like the only thing i like yeah for sure <laughs> that's great well, um do you do any writing outside of lyrics and i'm asking this because i touched on this before but your writing is just very rich in these like visualizations these textures and i i think you use a lot of metaphors from what i'm mm-hmm. hearing and i wonder if this is intentional and thought out or if it's just more of a natural thing for you mm, interesting yeah i um, I have written, my, both my parents are writers and I have not kept, in the same realm though, unless no. they do, unless they do write artistically. I don't know, but they're, they seem to be, what are they? They're, um, they're, journalists. Uh, journalists yeah. 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 So, um, but they definitely have, 
I mean, I have kept a journal since first grade. I've, I'm a religious journaler. I um, have written down every single thought I've ever had. Pretty Amazing. Much. Everything is recorded. I didn't discover that until I was 20 years old. Wow. I think it's hard to start late in life, but I'm glad you did. That's great for sure. I, I love, so I really rely on that. And I've always just, I've, I've always written, um, in journals. And I think the songwriting is an evolution of that. I totally love writing. One of the ways I write lyrics is kind of writing poetry first, like just spam, I call it spam poetry, just like kind of stream of consciousness, like t- uh, like lines after lines. And then I can go, I go back and I um, find my favorite lines or some lines stick with me for months. And then like the song gets forced out yeah. eventually. Um, but it definitely comes from non-musical writing first, I would say for sure. I, I love collecting sentences. And so it's definitely, I, when I'm writing a song, I, I'm pulling from like a bank. I'm often pulling from a bank of sentences for sure. And then you can I've go been... back into that and just kind of start picking and choosing. Like if you run into a dry spell, you're like, I'm going to go grab this sentence from fifth grade and I'm going to just mix that with something I wrote sophomore year. Exactly. And that that yeah. would kind of, that kind of thing could kind of turn into an interesting, I know that I've read about bands. I think it was the Rolling Stones or something like that, that wrote a song just based on newspaper articles they just grabbed one sentence out of a bunch of different newspaper articles and made a song out of it that's super cool don't quote me on that but i heard something about that somewhere sometime (laughs) i love exercises like that are there any specific songs that you can think of that you just love lyrically Ooh. um hmm i mean there's a lot of lord songs that that I have tiny lines that have totally stuck with me forever. Um, I, yeah, I love overly detailed songs. I just, I want as many details to be like bubbling out of my mouth. Like, and I, that's like my dream. Those are, that's my dream sound by honestly, there's, a Lord line that um, it's it's like, but I still remember everything how we drift buying groceries. Yeah. It's in hard feelings, loveless. Like that's the, just the best part of the song. She has another. My favorite line used by her used to be like, "You buy me orange juice. We're getting good at this." And the orange juice ended up. <laughs> I ended up making that super fruit is based off of that line because that was my favorite line. Oh, cool. So you kind of, oh, I like how you did that. Take a little piece of something and then just like turn it into something of your own, into this whole thing. 
Yeah, no, I, I think I read some great book, um, How to Steal Like an Artist, and it's all about where we, I think, collecting like t- tiny words like that, obviously not taking anything more than a word, but um, like, yeah, there's so many references like that in, in my music. To, to Your Lord impression is spot on, by the way. Oof, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's your karaoke go-to for sure. (laughs) Um, What is your inner monologue of obsessive compulsion? I heard, I I got this quote and I I stole this little bit out of it somewhere. And I'm curious where you got this. Yeah. Oof. Well, I do have obsessive compulsive disorder. uh, But um, I I think it's a very cool, it's very talking really fast in there for sure yeah Um, like it's a little it's definitely manic type of vibes the thoughts just go it's just a constant rapid fire for sure it's a little it's a little bit a lot so i actually um i do use writing and music like there was a point last year where I realized that I could have so much less anxiety if I had a notebook with me at all times. And in the middle of conversations, I could just write down the other things I was thinking so that I could focus on the conversation. Um, and like, it just feels so good for me to, to, to get it. It's like, I, I just want to like thatch a hole. I don't know if that's how <laughs> and just let the water spill out and like collect all of it. And like, so that's how I feel when I'm writing. It's just like, it makes no sense. And then as soon as I'm writing, it's like streamline always. So I, I, I just have, I have voice memos going all the time. I have notes all the time. I have notebooks all the time. And as long as it's coming out, like I, I don't feel, um, overwhelmed but I, I always need to just be letting it out all the time yeah, yeah. your roommate's got to be thrilled just waking up in the middle of the night voice memo post <laughs> <laughs> it's like all over my room like in my old room i put hundreds and hundreds of posts everywhere that i would just like write scribble and like live in this world like i i want to live in this cluttered world where i can see what's in my head like i i feel so much more um comforted and clear when that when i'm like that stay tuned for more song facts podcast right after this You know what that, it reminds me of like a detective that's like got all these little clues <laughs> in post-it notes on a wall and they're just trying to like stare at it and put the story mm-hmm. together and figure it out. That's, I like that's that. Exactly. What's it. the, because um, yeah. um, okay. So I go, I do this with a lot of people that I end up interviewing. I'll go try and find like their Instagram or their YouTube or something like that to try and see if they're engaging with fans and whatnot but I got I saw a recent Instagram post that you had that said if you analyze every syllable I'll blow your mind and two things come to mind for me for this one is the confidence is riding high mod oh gosh I know and and also you are someone who takes the writing very seriously and wants them um, wants your writing to connect with people so my question is am I right (laughs) <laughs> I read that later and I was like, geez, I phrased that so weird. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, whatever. My friends were like, no, nah, it's in the brand. You're fine. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've definitely, I have no shame. I, I, I mean, I try, like, I, 
the self-promotion has just, I've surpassed the thresholds of the shame with self-promotion. Like, I think that's such a barrier to entry for people to get off the ground. Like, and five years ago, like I, when I was first like promoting SoundCloud tracks, like I, I was just so like, Hey guys, listen, I'm so excited. Oh my God. It's so great. Like, I don't, not, it's so great necessarily, but like you have to just like, actually love it enough that you can say stuff like that and not and and kind of secretly believe it and no, i agree kinda, you not- have to believe it right you've got to be your own biggest fan how can everybody anybody else have the faith to exactly. take on being your fan if you're not going to love yourself and i think a lot of people have trouble like self-promoting like especially early stages and i mean that's like you just i agree maybe you need to get good enough that you actually believe in it but um, yeah, they're whatever the Con- confidence. I don't even know. It, 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 yeah. I, I, I believe I, I'm that line. I, I felt self-conscious about having <laughs> made such a huge claim, but I was like, oh, too late. Retrospect. Um, Retrospect totally. that song is block your number. Yes, for sure. But the analyzing part of that, the analyzing part of that, I do think that... um, Go line for line? Yeah, like I, with this song, with that song, maybe this is a good segue into it, my... For that song, um, there's so much packed into it, and there's so many details. And I was concerned that people, when I played it for some people for the first time, I was like, "Did you catch that? Like, did you catch all that?" And they're like, <laughs> "No, I did not hear a single." I'm gonna have word. to circle back. <laughs> right, exactly. And so that I that I, I I my goal in this life with music is to earn an audience that will analyze every word, like to earn an audience who will treat it like poetry and annotate it and, and like find every secret. And of course that's the dream that like they, someone will care enough to listen to it the way you listen to it. And, and so that's, and I think my followers know that I think they, they, yeah, we've been working on it. I, I think they're start, they're doing that. They're really starting. well phrased too. There's phrasing I think helps a lot because using the word earn um, mm. is big. I think there because you you don't want to you don't you don't have any expectations for people just to give it to you. You want to go out and like take. Mm. You don't want you you want them to like do it because they really believe in it. There's there's another podcast I listen to Dak Shepard and he talks about his problems with addiction a lot. And he says like, I've lost my permission. I no longer have permission to be able to do these things that I used to do. And I, I gave up my right to do that. And I like that phrasing of things. So I think that that goes a long way to keep thinking about it like that. Yeah. Um. So you, this, this song you had a story. I can't remember where I saw this, but you had a story where literally like you were like in the middle of a fight or something and you like stopped it and were like, hang on, I got to write this down. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. That was the chorus. That was the a voice memo. I think it was the lyrics. I still have it. Um, <clears throat> I think it was the lyrics for the that ended up being the chorus. And I was in the middle of my breakup with the same ex I referred to. And he is great at he he totally accepted all of my music works. <laughs> so he was, we were breaking up and I was like, hold on, hold on, stay right there. And, <laughs> and he was like, oh God, I know this is going to be a song. And I'm like, yes, it will. One second. Oh, like, that's so amazing. I, so yeah. this, I was thinking about that because I was like, okay, now if I'm dating somebody who's an artist and there's a chance that this <laughs> whole thing could just blow up or you get the you take the risk of like there's this awful tragic heart song of heartbreak or like they're bitter at me and they just totally like lyrically just put me down or you can have and or I would say you can also have this like these great love songs that come out of it uh -huh. but I'm curious if you think <laughs> that these these people might be worried if they date you, that they're going to turn into a song. And if so, I'm wondering, to me, that would almost be a first date question. If we went out on a date, I'd be like, so mod, what are the chances here? And you'd be like, there's no guarantees, man. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't think I've written a nice love song about any of the people I've been with. Um, there's a challenge so out there. Anybody who is looking at mod, <laughs> who it totally. sounds like might be single right now, <laughs> someone come and get this girl to write a happy love song. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. That would be interesting. But I, um, but the breakup songs I think are still flattering. Like I, um, they de they're still flattering, and I'm like, was, so yes. But I do. That's funny you mentioned that because I actually super insider tea as <laughs> two days ago like oh my god I so cannot say this I I asked this boy to be my boyfriend and he was like <laughs> no I can't hear the songs after that and I, I, he's like I'm gonna listen to those songs I I can't he said no because of he didn't want me about right songs about your exes he you know he was like I'm I'm it's gonna be so hard he had some weird logic. Oh, about I get it. So this like, is what I was talking about. He's like, already gonna, putting it down the road. Exactly. He's like, imagine how hard it's going to be to get over this. I'm going to have to listen to your songs for two years. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. So, yeah, it's happened. So we Did out that, that scenario didn't occur to you that someone might do that? I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> You should be honored, <laughs> which of course he was. But I, 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 I feel bad for my. I feel a little bit bad for my ex for like just for for the fact it's so immortalized and it's so personal. It's so personal, and to yeah. him, these the last three songs have been about the same person, and it is so like me speaking directly to him in the songs and it's so invasive and yeah. like <laughs> his new girlfriend hates me like obviously like it's um and it, it is crazy but to me it's like what else can you do like I own these stories I own my life story and like man like if you're not gonna give me closure like let me find it my freaking self yep. like geez so yeah like i have no shame in it like taylor does that taylor everyone does that and 
I mean, it's such a great thing to do. Like I get to write my own chapter of my life and it's, it's so meaningful. It's so meaningful. Yeah. Didn't Taylor come at John Mayer? Yeah. For really? Oh, I have no idea. Well, did she, did he critique her songwriting? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember what happened, but she like, she, yeah, she's written some, she's written some shit. Yeah, Um, for sure. So turning the, turning the corner a little bit, you've done, from what I can see, you've been doing a decent, or you were probably Mm pre-quarantine, doing a decent amount of gigging around New York City. And um, what do you like about playing your music live? What's, do you, do you enjoy it? Oh my gosh. Well, now I like, would literally do anything to be on stage <laughs> for sure. Well, you have been doing a couple of things like on your IG live and stuff like that, sure. right? So people do have some access. That's true. That's okay. true. It does not, feel not the same. same. No. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, yeah. So before quarantine, I was doing, um, I did a bunch of shows in New York and they would grow every time. And that was where I really, I was going through breakup, the this breakup then. And um being on stage, that was such a life-giving source for me of, um, and watching the shows grow, that's when I really felt a turn that more people were listening, and, um, that's great, that's gotta just feel so good, and be so just, like, rewarding, and just, like, confirmation of just, like, I'm on the right path, let's keep going. Yeah, I remember a turning point was when I was doing one of those shows, and, I was doing the outro of Starsick, which is my, it was, it used to be, it was my favorite song and I, it's my least streamed song. And it, that was so sad for me a year ago. I was always, <laughs> I, now I don't care at all. I have other favorite songs now, but um, I could, I was so sad it didn't stream as well. And um, I, I was like singing the outro of Starsick and I heard the whole room singing it along with me and I, believe that they knew the words i cannot believe that like the, what a surreal moment to think about so, that too because how many times have you been on that side of it where you're singing back at the performer and you're now in that seat and you're just like ah you gotta be kidding me so true so true and it's just like wow like you guys know the words like yeah me too like we all like this song like of course i like uh, that's crazy i like this song too like what like it's so it's so fun yeah but i i want to be in the i now i've put out so much new music um since so i was gonna perform at south by southwest obviously canceled blah blah um and I've put out so much new music since those shows and I want to perform them live so badly. It would be so fun. These yeah. new songs, especially block your number. Like we, my friends like keep talking about like, Oh my gosh, imagine moshing to this song. Like <laughs> my, my shows are mosh pit vibes. Oh, like really? it's, 
It totally is. Yeah. I get those 14 year olds moshing. I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I, so yeah, it's, it's been really fun. I mean, I, I miss that for sure. I can't wait to be in a sweaty body room of and dancing out of breath to like to these new songs for sure so much fun that's such a common thread that i'm getting as i've been interviewing people the last couple of months of i've been writing music throughout this and i am so ready to go give it back to the fans and it's gonna happen for sure i know i'm ready as a listener I, i i used to go to shows like three or four times a week and um, I'm ready. I'm over in the UK right now, and I just haven't been able to see any live music, and it's such right. a shame to me. Yeah. Um, I... Okay, we're going to get into uh, these uh, three questions that I like to ask people. Two of them I ask everyone. One of them is unique to you. Uh-huh. If you had to listen to one band or artist the rest of your life, which one would that be, Mon? Uh The Strokes. Boom, why? Yeah, I I uh, I have famously said I don't understand why anyone would listen to any music that is not the Strokes. So. <laughs> Including yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. I mean, yeah, I just like I it, I could yeah, I could listen to them. Do you remember forever. the first song of theirs that you ever heard? Ooh, I think it was um I think it was the just Julian Casablanca's version of I'll Try Anything Once, I think. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what is one song that you wish you would have written? Um, 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 okay, okay, okay. Uh, the first one that popped into my head was that Camila Cabello song, um, it's you, babe, and I'm a sucker for the way that you move, babe. That okay. song. Um, what's it called? Just we'll find it. Never be the same. Never, never be, be the, the same. same. Yeah. Um, just a great pop melody. Last one. Besides your success in your musical endeavors, you're also studying at Columbia in New mm. York. 
Which just begs the question, because I don't think that this is something a lot of most people, I don't think, ever figure this out. And especially at, you know, uh, 20 years old, you don't really get the chance to figure this out. But what can you teach our listeners about balance? Mm. Huh. Um, balance is good. Balance is good. <laughs> I'm a I Libra, mean, so you're preaching to me on that. I'm a Libra too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what day? Um, is it coming up? October 8th. Yes. 18th. <gasps> oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. Love, love a Libra quality for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I in that same book that I referenced earlier, How to Steal Like an Artist, they, I, they gave this great piece of advice that is like never, um, sacri- never stop one, never sacrifice one of your passions. Don't believe that you have to stop doing one of your other passions. Like do do all of them, and. Um, I have always felt so much pressure from my music like world from my management and and labels and the industry to um be not in school to drop out to drop out of school. Oh really? And, yeah, they I've often heard like, "Oh yeah, Maud's still in school. Like she doesn't she's not she's not trying to be a full-time artist." I'm like, "Yeah. No, I no I am. Like no I'm both, I'm so active. Um, yeah. And like a lot of pressure to, to show in that traditional sense that I'm like fully dedicated, but I need both of these parts of my life to be a complete person. Like I get so fulfilled. I'm great at at time man at at choosing what to focus on i always (laughs) prioritize the music and i make but that makes me come to school purely for like true educational pleasure and um i'm it makes me having both of these things in my life makes me um know take exactly what i want out of both of them and i i can be like I'm, I don't complain about school ever. I don't complain about homework. I don't complain about class because I'm choosing that actively. And I'm, and I feel I've always had kind of that mentality in high school and like really being grateful for school. And I, I am so grateful for school and I, I try to super make the most out of it. And Good so work. I think it, everything I include in my life, then if you can ba- choose things with intention, then then I think you can eliminate the, the like the downsides a little. You can eliminate the complaining. Um, yeah, and anytime you can come from a place of gratitude, that's that's huge, I think. And so sure. you just being grateful that you have the opportunity to get the education that you're getting right now is is massive. And the fact that you can be chasing another passion on top of that is just, you know, it's needle in the haystack type stuff. So mm-hmm. keep it up. You're doing awesome. I'm so happy that I got to connect with you and chat because, like I said before, I probably wouldn't have discovered your music. I don't know how it would have come into my life. It may have at some point. You just never know. But I'm happy it did now. And I'm happy that you've been dancing around and singing in my ears the last couple of days. Amazing. And uh, for answering these questions. So keep writing, keep being creative, and keep on inspiring. And thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much to Maud. What an amazing, amazing young lady. Bright future. As always, for the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. Thank you very much. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.